When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, seven seed in the West, locked up, never a doubt. On their way to Memphis, they will play Sunday doubt. afternoon Sunday in uh, the Music City. Is Memphis the Music City? I think it is. Yeah, I think, I think so. Right. Yeah, that sounds right. They got barbecue, too. Music and barbecue in Memphis. Music City really Miracle, need. right? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, That's music, all you need. I, I knew that. Just, I said, I'm like, is that the right place? Is the Music City Miracle Nashville? In Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. See, Terrell, you're wrong. That's They're why you're, two different you're supposed to help me. That was in Nashville. Yeah, like I said, Nashville. They're going to go to Nashville, listen to some live music, <laughs> and then, then make their way to Memphis for it. a little barbecue and right? uh, play a little basketball after that. Go to Broadway. Okay, Absolutely. I, I got to have. There was something on Instagram yesterday that I heard okay. that I want Taylor to play it. You guys can describe. If you guys know who it is, number one, and the content of it, um, I think Emily will really enjoy. Uh, Taylor, play it, please. 70,000 people hanging on every single word and move she was making for three hours and 15 minutes, and she crushed it, and she didn't even look tired. <laughs> I was tired, and I was just sitting there. I mean, and then you've got the fans. I mean, the fans are unbelievable, my wife included. I mean, did not stop jumping up and down, screaming, singing, dancing for three hours and 15 minutes straight. Knew every single word. I mean, it was a spectacle to behold. It really was. Do you have any idea who that is? Because I think you told me. <laughs> Wait, did I actually say yeah. J.J. Watt? Yeah. Okay, I think well, I've also... <laughs> that helps. That doesn't help it. I, I loved it. This is from back when it was the first weekend of her tours. Taylor Swift was in Arizona, and JJ loved it. This dude wouldn't it. stop talking about it on Instagram in this clip. That's, I think it's like four separate, separate clips you're swiping yeah. over. He went on three minutes, yeah. I just think that's the funniest thing. <laughs> Here's JJ Watt talking so passionately about his time with Twa Taylor Swift or the, at the concert. Yeah. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, maybe we should go to a Taylor Swift concert. I'm good. Um, <laughs> 44 songs. <laughs> the Three hours and 15 you, if, minutes. If you're trying to talk me into it, that's not helping. That's not helping at all. <laughs> no. um, there is a weird crossover with people that are Taylor Swift fans that you would not think are Taylor Swift fans because Emily, that tracks, right? That that makes perfect sense. Yes, I'm a woman of a certain age. Um, but JJ Watt doesn't track quite as much. I was at uh, one of Michael's baseball games the other day, and Susan and one of the other mothers was they were talking about a Taylor Swift show and one of the other mothers had seen her and was talking about how great it was and Susan says her, oh have you always been a she goes I'm actually not my husband is the big fan who was sitting there too I don't think I've heard the guy say two words the whole season long and he had a 10 minute breakdown of the Taylor Swift show and all the other ones he's been to I'm like wow like that's not what I was expecting to get, and he was super into it. This is the today's version of what Shania Twain was when I went to my first concert. I think it's hard. Let's go, girl. I think it's hard for people to to go see her perform, see what she does, how much she commits to the performance, how talented she is, to come out and not enjoying it. I can understand like not having any interest in going at all, but it's hard, I think, to actually go to the performance and walk out being like, I don't really like that girl. I think it's really 
difficult to come out of that. Maybe you could say the I wish the set list was shorter. You could say that. <laughs> or you could just respect like her work or appreciate yeah. her work when you walk she away. She puts her full J. J. self Watt. into every performance. Love J.J. Watt. I already like J.J. Watt. Now I like him even more. I saw this on TikTok a while a connection ago, though. There. <laughs> a connection there. J.J. <laughs> Watt likes to be the center of the conversation. He's... It's hard to criticize J.J. Watt because great football player and the amount of money he raised after that hurricane is like he's got a free pass for life because that was an amazing thing. But he likes to be in the mix of whatever's being talked about. I'll just leave it at that and keep it moving. That's, he was in the mix in that one. <laughs> well, yeah, look, she's I mean, she's doing things that no one else could do what she's doing right now. Right. It's it's I, I would say no, but I'm sure people can give me examples. Like I'm trying to like who, so. who I mean. I, I don't want to. I'm dating myself. Sell a out bit. five shows at SoFi. Really that, that's difficult. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and then sell out five more in Phoenix and five in Vegas and five in Port, yeah. whatever the like. Just go to every city. It's, well, I, it's I said incredible. it as big as they were at that time, and this was probably probably eight nine years ago. Jay Z and Kanye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't get bigger yeah. in that, and yeah. they're together. Three shows at crypto. Right. There, Three. there you go. There you go. <laughs> right. That, that, that's and here's what's funny. That third day, there's some seats available, right? It's the third straight day that they're playing in a twenty thousand seat <laughs> arena. She's at SoFi for five days. Absolutely. All right, let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Long Beach and Cooper. Cooper, you're on with Travis Lee. What's going on, Coop? Hey fellas. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm glad we made it back to the playoffs. Uh, but this whole season, we've been questioning Darvin Ham's coaching tactics, his substitution patterns. And for the life of me, I'm still trying to figure out why do we have a supposed stretch shot blocking big in Mo Bamba sitting on the bench, and we continue to go with the rotation of Troy Brown and Wenyan Gabriel. I'm just so lost in why we're not giving Obama the time. I mean, we have to figure something out because we can't keep dependent on Anthony Davis to, to be our only defense in the paint, especially with LeBron's defensive uh, acclimate is like not, is basically gone. He, he's not the defender that he used to be. So to have somebody on the bench that can perform and, I mean, at least shot, block some shots and not playing them is, is, I mean, I don't understand it. So He might, listen, I'll, I'll jump in here. He may get some opportunities. That could happen as the as the players progress. You know, you were saying earlier that some guys were wide eye yesterday. Yeah, sure. This is Delo's twenty six years old, um, and some of the other plays too. Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley. Not these guys weren't. Rui actually was one of the guys. That you're like, yeah, I'm comfortable with him in the game. Yeah, he had Dennis Schroeder, I'm comfortable with him in the game. Very good night. Mo Bamba is. I think this probably has something to do with it. He's twenty four years old. And he's played his whole career so far with the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know how he would do in games like that, but I don't think I don't think Darvin Ham is curious to see him in a first game playing one game left to go. Hey, let's see what I got from this guy. That doesn't mean that can't change. In and a he hasn't played set. a lot of minutes because this was a he was out first for a month. Time, exactly. This was a first time situation for Austin Reeves too, and he looked like the moment was a little big for him the first time. I, I expect him to be much better on Sunday against the Grizzlies. To just kind of get one of those under your belt, you're going to feel better about it moving forward. But the difference being that a guy like Reeves has been playing a lot. Mm-hmm. He's been playing with these guys a lot. To throw a, no guy, a new guy in there, I think adds a, a whole other layer of maybe you just don't want to do that at that particular moment. Usually when it's a guy like Bamba that has an impact in a game, it's because they have to. 
right? It's because somebody gets in foul trouble and you have to put him you in there. You have a choice. And, mm-hmm. it, and it works out. And you're like, okay, and then you get some more minutes along the way. I think it's interesting, both that call and then – and we'll take another one here in a second talking about Darvin. I think this is the new thing. We've talked about it a little bit, Slee. Because the Lakers season was so noisy, right? There were so many things that they had a bad year last year. They're going to trade Russell Westbrook in the offseason. That was really noisy. They hire a new coach in the offseason. That's noisy. They start the season off poorly. That's really noisy. They're going to trade Russ. They're not going to trade Russ. Noisy. Guys are hurt. Noisy, 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 noisy. We never really focused on whether or not Darvin Ham. The basketball. Darvin Ham, the leader, I think we all feel pretty good about. Darvin Ham, the guy, I think we all feel pretty good about. Darvin Ham, substitutions, game-ending inbounds play, shots. We really didn't spend a lot of time on it because there was so much other noise. You can tell after one game last night, the eyes are on him for the – I don't want to say for the first time, but we're concentrating on his performance more than we have probably at any other point in the season. Just like we talk about players who have never been in the moment – Darvin Ham kind of taking that background of, okay, look, I know he's been in the league for a long time. He's sure. played. He won a championship. He's been an assistant coach for a number of years. Won as an assistant coach with the Milwaukee Bucks. Sure. Um, there's going to come a moment where your coach will make a decision that they won the game for you or they didn't win the game. Not all the time in the NBA. In the NBA, you got vets. They're going to do their thing. But there will come moments. And this is, by the way, part of the curiosity you're going to go into a series against the Memphis Grizzlies. It's not like you're coaching against Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr or, you know, it's not like you're going up against one of these greats. But a lot of these coaches have some experience in that situation where they've been there, they've done it, they've been in some of these playoff situations. That, as much as we analyze a player, Darvin Ham's going to be looked at in sure. certain situations. If I want to say, hey, here are some of the holes that Darvin Ham had this year. I also need to point out that that roster was flawed for a long time, and they went nineteen and eight over their last twenty-seven games. Time with that one. Go Why? ahead. Why? Because knowing how to draw up an inbound play has nothing to do with the personnel. Knowing how to get the, a good shot at the end of the game. The guy may miss it. The guy may dribble it off his foot. That's a player problem, mm-hmm. but getting the guys in the right position is a coaching thing. But it's safe to say that we went through 50-plus games saying, yeah, that roster ain't going to cut it. Yeah. And it's also safe to say that there were situations with Darvin Ham where you're like, well, why didn't you just foul the guy right. at the end That's of the game? Not personal so you don't either. have to take a three, and then Luca's got to hit a three, and the game is over. Yeah, I don't question that, but it's going to be magnified to such a different extent moving forward. Oh, the, what the, he does will be magnified. The, the lens is totally different, but the, the, when it just comes to like the – I hate this phrase, but I'm going to use it anyway. Just the X's and O's of it, that's just chalkboard stuff. That's not, well, this guy can't make a three-point shot. It's okay, but is he at least in the right spot? Was he open? Mm-hmm. Did, they, did, did, the, did the screen get set correctly? Did the ball come around? Did we swing it? Did we have the right people on the court? That's the sort of stuff that I think we're looking at now. Like, like okay, mm-hmm. we survived, but it felt like that was a, a survival more than anything else last night. Let's try another one. Steve, downtown. You're up next, Steve. What's going on? What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for the great conversation. It's a real subtlety, though. LeBron, there's a weird insistence on on bringing the ball up and initiating the offense. As opposed and the young guys who are the point guards, they just kind of stand around and the whole offense stagnates. You know, when they were cooking, you know, LeBron, especially when he first came back, you know, he, he, played, he played the wing and he was great. But, you know, his, his energy level goes down. He, he's a, he, he does turnovers like in, in bunches and at the most, at the most inappropriate time. And then he'll make a great pass, which is great. 
But no, the commentators don't even mention it. It's like, wow, that's, I'm glad you brought it up, Travis. It's like he really doesn't have to have the ball where everything stops and that extra pressure on bringing the ball up. Mm-hmm. Play off the ball a little bit. Well, th- thanks for the call, Steve. I hate when they do that, by the way. When they do what? Stand around, wait for him? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I get there was a time, and I'm not telling you that Braun still can't do it. Braun did it yesterday and hit a three to tie the game. So I'm and not saying made a play initiating the offense to take the lead at the end. Yes, but this is what I can't stand. I can't stand how many different possessions are you going to go through where you're just standing yeah, around. Yeah. You're just standing around, and nobody and nobody's going to do anything. Nobody's really moving around. Everybody's staring at LeBron James. It's a frustrating brand to watch when that happens. I, I think you're going to get not just Braun. That's kind of an NBA. Thing. I think you're going to get some of the bad with with a lot of the good with what we're talking about. The, the, the possessions that Steve is talking about, that you're talking about, the one that I mentioned right off the top of the show, where it's he brings the ball off the court, he stands and he dribbles at the wing for 18 seconds, and then takes a, a really bad three and misses. Those are terrible possessions, right? But the difference is LeBron James is not just a guy that can make a shot. He's a guy that can create his own shot. He's a guy that can get another person a shot. He can attack the rim. He can do so many different things with There's the ball There's nothing in his he hands. hasn't seen. There's nothing he hasn't seen. You're not going to trick him into a thing. that This is LeBron. This is why I thought the Russell Westbrook thing was so frustrating, just to use it as an example. We talked about it with Dwayne Wade. LeBron's at his best when he has the ball. Mm-hmm. Le- LeBron can play off the ball. Well, LeBron can. But whenever, whether it was in Cleveland, whether it was in Miami, or whether it's here at the Lakers, when it gets real, when – Blank is about to go down. Mm-hmm. LeBron needs – they're at their best when LeBron has the ball. You're going to get some bad possessions where you take some bad – you are. And there's going to be guys standing around like, all right, run back and play defense. But that last play of the game, I think, is what we're talking about. That The play where he did knock down the three, the possession before the bad three. You're going to get more of those than – all right, we can, I guess we're going to live with another bad possession. There's more of them than there used to be. But he's still LeBron James. And it brings me to the next thing I want to talk about, Slee. At the end of a game, like we saw last night, is he still the number one option in the NBA to get you that shot or to get somebody else the big shot? That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. There's a, I'm going to put it at 64.5% chance that I go see air tonight. 64 and a half. Yeah, I think it's more likely than not, but I wouldn't I'll know, take the, the under. house on it. I would take the under. Yeah, trying to rally one or both of the boys to mm-hmm. go see it with me. But uh, 
I, I, I put it out there this morning. I got a, from Bobby, it was a what time and where, and I don't know if I can make it. A lot so of that's, questions. That's so right, a no. right out the that's gate. A no. That's if you're a no. coming with that exactly. many questions. Not, Dad, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. I would be more than happy to be there with you at any time. <laughs> Michael still hasn't responded. I asked four hours ago. <laughs> He's in school. He wasn't it's four hours early. ago. Come on. He still wasn't early. four hours ago. Four hours ago. That's when optimistic. does he start school? They start school, I think it's 745, something like that. Okay. I don't know. I, if I'm being honest, I really don't know. <laughs> I'm gone by the time he's getting going. But yeah, I'd like to see it. But I don't If you go see it tonight, this is what I'm putting on the table. If you end up seeing it, I uh-huh. owe you a beer. If you end up not seeing it, you owe me a beer. Deal. I, I'm pretty confident that. You, I'll probably owe you a beer. <laughs> Can I just give it to you now? This might. <laughs> is there like cheaper tickets today? Uh, I think Tuesdays is usually the cheaper ticket day. I I, I don't know. You you would know more than I Wednesday would about that. Wednesday Tuesdays. Yeah. Wednesday. Well, no, no. It's always yeah. Tuesdays most places. So t- yeah. Tuesday at Alamo Draft it, House. It's also Tuesday with AMC. No baseball today. There there was baseball yesterday. There is baseball tomorrow. Friday night. I don't want to go on a Friday night. So tonight's kind of the night. And Susan's, you know, unavailable. So I saw your boy yesterday. Which one? Which ties me back to air. Kurt Sandoval. Oh, yeah, I saw Kurt. Did you did you ask him if he we talked was a little bit about to hurt it? My feelings. No, we talked. We talked a little bit about it. Sixty um, three. We connected like no tomorrow because we were talking about air, and then I told him the situation. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Kurt apologizes. <laughs> For any wrongdoing that he has caused to you or your family, I love Kurt. Kurt, I I really I, I like him a great deal. We've got to spend time softball game and pickleball. And Kurt and I've we, we've known each other for a long time. Rams games, see him at all of those along the way. But sixty three is like that. I mean, look, I'll take fifty three. I'm not even fifty three. Sixty three. Gonna have to get some I Botox think 63 and was shave the, my maybe he dye my beard. Wise. He thinks that you're. I think sixty three um, was the low. <laughs> I don't think it was actually. Right. I think you're right. It was. Uh, oh well, that's why you have to deal. see the uh, the matinee version of Air. You had to go see it really early <laughs> because you go to bed early. Yeah. Maybe there's like a a one forty five across the street that I could slide. But then you we're in the traffic. Do. It's not gonna really. Uh, I'll do three thirty dinners. Don't uh, you want to go mean, matinee? I'm in. I go to matinees all the time after work sometimes because it's just there's no one else there and it's kind of yeah. nice. I I like going to movies by myself. I haven't done it in a really long time, but I do enjoy it. Well, you have a family, but, and a but wife. that's the thing. Like, and I kind of. I want to spend time with them, even though that's a weird thing to spend time because you don't really just kind of sit no, in the dark still, together. It's still I, together. I love doing, you know, yeah. going with Lady Slee. I, I love going to see a movie. We'll see. I, what kind of beer you want? Because <laughs> I know I'm going to owe you. I'll bring it tomorrow. Nickelode. I'll do an ultra. Yeah, I figured, yeah, let's that, just do an ultra. I figured that's a good bet for you. Okay. Is this just a side effect, a residue of the fact that the Lakers won last night, mm-hmm. the fact that the Lakers a few years ago beat Golden State in another super fun playing game, that because the team that I like and root for has had positive outcomes in the playing game, that I like it as much as I do, or the fact that my team has had to be in it a couple of times. In the- yep. But these games are incredibly fun. They, they bring an element that you don't get at all during the regular season, where the result is incredibly important. There, it, it wasn't one and done, but it sure felt like whoever lost that game last night was it a, is dead it, meat. Or how about the Lakers? The disadvantage they would oh. have going into oh. Friday. Then it's Huge. just uh, how many games are they going to lose to the Nuggets uh, by? Of, of course. Yeah. Of, of course. But am I wrong? And just the, the, the format that they've come up with, that the 7 through 10, it's a little three-game tournament, it's pretty awesome. Okay. It's it's and even last year, remember Minnesota beat the Clippers last year and the party that they threw. Yeah. 
there's there's just those games are really fun, even though they're against mediocre teams. We in Minnesota now. So LeBron said it again yesterday. He said that he does not like the playing tournament. And in my head, I'm like, Bron, it's the only way you guys, it's the only way we're getting in, you know. But maybe his case is they're already seventh. They should be we in there, anyway. and you just move on. Um, I've said this before. And in the beginning, I was not crazy about the playing tournament. I'll tell you what I didn't like about it. The only thing, I mean, I'm just going to go back to this. I don't like rewarding teams that are 14 games below 500 to get a chance to go in. I think in a perfect world, you have some type of a threshold. We don't have that this year. We've got teams that are on the right side of 500 this yeah, year. Yeah, pretty, pretty close to it or you know, right there. Um, and, and that's okay if it, it kind of falls under those circumstances. Listen, everything has pointed towards this is a good thing. I'll tell you. Sunday was incredibly exciting watching the final game of the regular season because the question was, who's going to fall in the playing tournament? Who's going to avoid it? Are the Lakers avoiding the tournament or are they in? Are the Golden State Warriors, are the Clippers? Okay, how about this? Is the game going to be in Minnesota or is it going to be in LA? All that was still being determined by game 82. So if I want to complain about the playing tournament, I'm watching pins and needles sure. on Sunday. You know what's going to happen tonight? The Oklahoma City Thunder are taking the Pelicans. That game is going to be on in the background. It is. And I know a lot of people don't care about that I'll game. Watch it. But I will watch some of that game. So ultimately, I think the NBA, um, they found something that they really – Draymond Green was talking about this on his podcast that you could like it, you don't like, you don't have to like it. It's staying oh, and it's sure. hitting for the NBA. It, it, it's hitting for the NBA. And I, hopefully, moving forward, you don't have to worry about it. Hopefully, it's one of those, man, i got to wait a week for the playoffs to start. I really got to wait. I got to wait for these crappy teams to play against each other to figure out who's going to fill out the bottom. Yeah, this is whatever. Here, hurry up and play this, and you don't care. You get like you're saying. You get that team that's eight games under 500 playing against a team that's four games under 500. It's like what? What? You guys go have your slap fight. I don't care. We're the number one or number two seed. But if your team's in it or near it, even if you're a Dallas fan, right? Then they basically quit on the last weekend of the season. Yeah. At least there was still some, hope. There was an escape hatch. Yeah. There was like, hey, listen, we just need to get in the top ten, and maybe look, there, there's hope. Maybe it's false hope, but there's some hope in that bottom. And the game we had last night, while hideously ugly to mm-hmm. watch, was super fun. You know what I'm actually curious super about? Fun. What I'm curious about is, are these just two incredibly average teams yes. slugging it out? Yes, and would you be shocked if Memphis Lakers? Memphis takes care of Lakers in six games and they move on. And it's like, yeah, that's a really good brand of basketball there that maybe we've just been ignoring. We ignored the one, two, and three seeds, and we kept talking about all these other teams. I take Phoenix out of there as well. Phoenix is a good team. They ended up like eight, nine games over five hundred. Mm-hmm. But were all these other teams just average? <laughs> yes. And the Lakers and the Timberwolves is a perfect reflection of it because yes. they basically hovered around average the entire time. <laughs> the answer is yes. That I think the Lakers can beat Memphis. But if the Lakers are going to beat Memphis, it's going to be a heavyweight fight, right? It's going to be six, seven games, games being very close. Yeah. I think that is probably the Laker path to winning this. Or maybe it's the Lakers win a couple of games by a bucket or two and they lose the other two or three games by 10 or 12 points. Sure. It, it could, Run differential it's doesn't that, matter. The Lakers and Celtics had that one where the it went to seven games. The Celtics won the series. But the three that the Lakers yep. won, they won by like twenty five points every 100%. night, right? It could be it could be one mm-hmm. of those sorts of situations. Um, but no, if the if the Grizzlies went in there and beat the Lakers in five or six, I wouldn't be shocked. Though they've played how, how pretty much did, well. All how much year. did that, the Lakers haven't? How much did that tune change a lot 
It did. A lot. And I'm, I'm going to go back to this, and it's not saying, we, we, t- we said the Lakers need rest, period, all that stuff. But the feeling I had going into yesterday's game, if yesterday went where they won by 15 and they were comfortable the entire time, your feeling walking into Memphis is a lot different. Sure it is. Yesterday's game was like, a, okay, so that final week of the season, that's continuing? Well, There's a yeah, little yes, bit of that sure that's that. continuing. And the guys that we were feeling good about, like put LeBron and Anthony Davis over there. They, we know what they care capable of, and we know that they have to do that if they're going to win. They both got to be a, a players. The other guys, Reeves, Vanderbilt, Beasley. Those Russell, are three starters, the, by the, the way. Those are that guys you're that you're going to need to be pretty good, and they weren't yesterday. They, they just weren't. And it could be one night. Or it could be, hey, this is a very different stage. And now, look, from this point forward, if this goes, let's say the Lakers, Memphis is a good team. If you win that series, you're going to play an even better team in the next round in Golden State or Sacramento, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to play somebody that's got a little playoff, you know, bruises and scrapes and cuts on them. It's going to get harder. Can you continue to get better for the last week and last night? They didn't get better. They've survived, but they haven't really gotten better over the last week. They can, but you need those, not AD, not LeBron. Yep. Those other guys have to be. Schroeder was really good last night. So Hachimura was pretty good last night. But Reeves, Russell, Vanderbilt, sure. Beasley, sure. those guys have to be better. They're they're and as the season progresses, all that means is the season is prolonging. Yes. Okay. Who does that benefit as the season goes on? Maybe younger teams. Maybe teams that had more rest. But we'll see how it shakes out. Let's try a quick one in Oxnard and Brian. Brian, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, what's up? So you guys have the attention of all the ears uh, through the radio airwaves here, people in L.A., Orange County, all Laker Nation out here in SoCal. It kind of bothers me that a lot of Laker fans I've seen on Twitter, on Instagram, they're just bashing LeBron. Oh, he's making knucklehead, bonehead mistakes, turnover here. He's afraid to take the last shot, this and that. I want you guys to help clear the air and talk to the fans directly right now through the radio. What do you guys tell those fans that are like that, that say this kind of thing? And, and take into account, I'm as big of a Kobe fan as anyone else is, as we all are out here, but then saying Kobe wouldn't have choked with that or he wouldn't have threw the ball or turned it over like this or passed up the last shot. And I even had like my dad texting me yesterday, who, which never really happens. He's more of a caller, saying, this is why I can't put LeBron as a GOAT or a top three player ever because he always passes up the last shot. He always makes mistakes and crucial. All right, I, I want to jump in, Brian, because I, I want to give some time to respond to this. I must be on a different – I did not see a LeBron skip the last shot. He made a basketball play. He threw it to a guy that was wide open. The guy made the shot. If the shot doesn't go in, maybe we're having that conversation. But does anybody really think that LeBron is afraid of shooting the basketball in a big moment? Is that still a thing that people are arguing? I, I feel like that is way, way, way in the rearview mirror. I, I think if you're saying – I think you could do two things. I could, like we already pointed out. Do you get out, that on, on your shows? That LeBron's that LeBron, afraid to take big shots? No. No. No, actually, I don't even... I, what what I think there still is in LA, not for the most part. I think it's died down as the years has gone on. The LeBron and Kobe stuff. Uh-huh. Okay, well, they're two separate players. One has been with three different teams. One played with one franchise for 20 years. Right. It's okay that that's, Guys, how, here's it, the thing. that's I, how it turned out. Kobe had bad games, too. <laughs> he, he did. I know that we, everybody loves him. I, I, I understand. But Ron Art, that, that game that they beat the Celtics, Ron Artest was Dennis Schroeder in this situation. He made the shot, right? That Kobe had a rough night. It, it, 
doesn't make him less of a great player, less of a legend. Guys have really good players, have guys where, nights where they don't play particularly well. And, and last I, night, last and I night, didn't hear like what he's talking no. about. I, I at least for me, post game Twitter, this that I didn't really. He hear had some ugly that. turnovers, and there were which some we bad pointed out possessions. <laughs> right. But LeBron was good last night. They won the game in large part because LeBron played really well. And the oh, well, you don't want to take a big shot. That's that's just not true and old. You're 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 holding on to something that hasn't been true in ten years. I think it's his dad texted him. It's just weird. Very, very weird. Factor Cap coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, guys. My idea, my thoughts while watching the game yesterday, after the late, great Logan Roy, I love you, but you're not serious people, <laughs> was essentially watching that play-in game. Pretty good, Em. All right, so the Phillies yesterday, they had a sellout attendance of 43,444 people because it was dollar hot dog night. They sold approximately 58,000 hot dogs. That's 1.3 hot dogs per fan. And not only did they have people wait in very long lines for these dollar hot dogs, they also decided to throw a lot of hot dogs, cause a disturbance, and it was quite the scene in Philadelphia. So this is a good idea in any other city but Philadelphia. Travis, factor cap. Cap. When you give something away for virtually nothing, there's no respect involved in that thing. Therefore, they're going to use it for whatever their emotional state is in the moment, right? That you, I, I'll go back to this, and they've never done it since. I was maybe in high school, maybe a little bit before that. The Rose Bowl is the Rose Bowl, right? They don't do promotional, but one year they gave out seat cushions, the little mm. foam, yeah, yeah. and they were wrapped in. in Could have used that yesterday plastic. at the. Could have used it, and they were compressed, so all the air was out of the cushion. And you would take off the little sticker so it would inflate with air so it would have a little cushion. Well, people didn't take the sticker off. And it was basically a baseball bag-sized Frisbee. (laughs) But because no one had paid for it, they're getting launched onto the field left and right because they would sail like a free. You could throw it 60 yards. It would just go forever. So if you're handing out something for free or damn near free, which a dollar is not a lot of money, of course people are going to throw it. It's a bad idea. All right, uh, Berg? Uh, it is cap, and once again, Travis and I are back on the same page when it comes to factor cap, and this it's always a bad idea everywhere that you go. There was, what was it, dollar beer night that they had? It just, dollar it beer goes... is worse, because then people get really drunk. Yeah, sure, but, but I mean... Once they've had six of them, and now they got six more, they're going to throw it. Right. No, they'll the way, throw anything, the beer. Anything you Disco give. demolition night. They yeah, also disco had demolition. dime beer night yes. for the Indians. Dime. Oof. One all, dime. All of those Ten things. Ten beers for a dollar. You make a lot of money because you said like 58,000 of them were sold or whatever the number was. Like it's great for that, but it's going to cause problems. Al? Come on, guys. Fact, this is a great idea. (laughs) How do you not enjoy the dollar hot dogs? And whatever happens with it, that just comes with the selling a dollar hot dog. Enjoy it. Embrace it. A couple dogs hit you in the back of the head. It is what it is. Yeah, I think you'd feel different if you got hit in the face by a limp hot dog. (laughs) No, I think I say to myself, all right, I'm going to go grab a couple dogs, and I'm coming right back at you. Dollar hot dogs, guys. I go fact in a long-winded answer. Fact. Uh, Fact. It's a good idea in pretty much any other city. Would you guys eat a dollar hot dog if they were Dodger dogs? Sure. Yeah? Yeah, I got it. Same hot dog. I mean, they'll get good reviews around. Are they the same hot dog? They're not. 
No. Farmer John was the Dodger dog. This is not a Farmer John dog. It's but not. No, no, no. She's oh, saying no, no, no. When I said the same hot dog, I meant that if like you that. buy it for a dollar or if you buy She's it for $5, it's the same, dollar it's hot, the same dog. hot dog. Oh. I'm saying I don't think it's yeah, the same you know, dollar one. At this point, it's like, look, I, the hot dog at Dodger Stadium now is gross. Full stop. I love I it. still get one. Love it. Delicious. Yeah. I still you get still, one. You still eat it. I've gone to a Dodger game to grab a dog and then I leave. <laughs> right. I think you want that to go somewhere else. <laughs> Love the dog. So Deion Sanders, uh, as we know, is the coach of University of, at University of Colorado, and go bus, go he bus. was introduced to the Buffalo at University of Colorado. Ralphie. And here's a bit of sound of him meeting the uh, Buffalo. Oh no, I'm not standing here while this thing is coming at me full speed. <laughs> Oh, no! No! Oh, no! <laughs> so he was in the um, uh, carrier, I don't know. Trailer. Trailer, while the buffalo was running into the trailer. Okay? Again, very That's serious, amazing. very scary situation, at least to me. So you would never put yourself in this situation. You would never want to be in the trailer while the buffalo, what's the buffalo's name? Ralphie. Ralphie, Ralphie is coming towards you. Berg, Patrick Cap. Uh, I would not want to. Yes, you would not want to. No, no, no. Cap. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I think it would be fun. I mean, I'll try almost anything one time, like just like the whole bungee jumping thing. So yeah, I would do that. I'd be like, I'd be like, Deanna might get a little scared, but come on, come at me, Ralphie. <laughs> All right, Al. Cap, I think this is kind of cool. Yeah. I think it's kind of you know. I- I'm sure there's some kind of divider between you, hopefully. No, nope, the there's Buffalo. not a divider. No, no, it's just, just you're in the back I of the saw trailer. there's a divider nope. in between him and the actual buffalo. So not I'm going to like a shark tank. I'm going to assume that there's a little barrier. <laughs> Uh, if there isn't, I'm going to also assume that the university, that it's Coach Prime, that they're going to make sure that this guy is not going to take him down. So I'll, I'll still go cap on this. I'm in. All right, Trev? You guys are leaving out the most important part of this. It's a wild animal. It's unpredictable. They do things exactly, that you don't yeah. expect. You do not mess with wild animals. Especially You're not running with you, the bulls in Pamplona? You do. Travis I went does to that. not did mess you? But I did not run with, with wild animals. I don't Should care I? if it's a buffalo. I don't care. I, I don't <clears> care what it is. I don't mess with wild animals. Full, I don't mess with wild animals. <laughs> what if stop. it's uh, a rabbit? rabbit? Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. A wild Taylor? rabbit. Yeah, I'm with Trav. You can't train a buffalo. I saw these these college students running around with this guy. There's like four 19-year-olds. They don't know anything about <laughs> training a buffalo. Exactly. It's going to gore you to death. No exactly. thanks. Exactly. All right, so uh, uh, Rain Wilson posted a video on a flight. It looked like it was like a nice flight. He was probably in first class because uh, he had like one of like the lay down seats. White shoot. Yeah, and he was uh, in the seat, and there's someone next to him. Uh, and Rain had a video of his face, and then he panned over, and the guy next to him was watching The Office. The guy next to him did not say anything to Rain. Clearly, it didn't seem like he recognized him, and Rain was just like, "Was he right. bearded or wearing yeah, something?" weird He was wearing or a mask and a hat. Okay, um, and he also so has a like, really big beard now. Yeah, exactly. So you could you can kind of uh, see how he might not recognize him. So if you were mm-hmm. sitting next to a famous person on a plane, you would say something. Alan, fact or cap? Fact. Yeah, I would say something. Um, I I wouldn't and bother when them. When would you say something? Early in the flight? Early late in the flight? No, okay. I, would, I would do it early. I wouldn't bother them. I wouldn't annoy them. But it's like, and if I'm a fan of theirs, if I don't really care for their work or it's not something I paid attention to, it's different. But if it was, you know, Jamie Foxx is right there or it's something like that, somebody that you've actually watched, I'd say something brief, quick, and then get out of the way. I'm not going to annoy them, but yes, I would say something. Trev? I think it depends on who it is. If it were somebody that I was very, very excited to see or meet or talk to, I would say something. If I sat down on an airplane next to Russell Wilson, Valenzuela, I would say, hey, yeah. man, I, 
I got to tell you, this is really cool. Yep. I would I would do that. I would wait until I wouldn't do the second he sat down. I would, oh my God, it's Fernando! I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. But I would be once the plane is in the I'd be like. I mean, I got. I grew up in L.A. in the '80s, and you're my just. I, I would have to say something, but if it's somebody that I have no interest in, I wouldn't say a word. And then you're sitting next to the whole flight, and obviously okay, they're probably not going to want to talk the whole flight. So I have a quick story. My dad told this story. He sat next to Reggie Jackson on a flight. Okay, nice guy. <laughs> so they're they're sitting right next to each other in the front of the plane, and somebody comes up and asks Reggie, and Reggie rolls his eyes. Signs it and grow, and then sits down. And my dad's working, doesn't say a word, doesn't look up, doesn't nothing. Can you believe that he's just coming up all the time? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Doesn't say anything. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Reggie Jackson. Yeah, cool. How are you? My name's Bob. Then Reggie's. Hey, you like cars? <laughs> uh, no, not as bad. Oh, I collect cars. And let me show you these cars I got. Like he couldn't stand that somebody wasn't recognizing him. Mm. That's why. Yeah. So it, there, it depends on the person. It depends on the interaction. Slow play it. Just yeah. And well, by the way, Reggie Jackson, pretty big name. <laughs> like I would be bit. losing my mind if it were Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Bird? Uh, it is fact. I would. I'm. I don't. I mean, it's the same type of thing that Travis is saying, where it depends on who the person is. I have to have some kind of connection to them. Um, like Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know why that name came to me, but I probably wouldn't say anything. He's a good actor, but I probably would just sit there and not say anything. But like Jaime Jaquez was at the Laker game last night. Yeah. And I walked by and I saw him, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. And I just walked up to him. And I was like, hey, Jaime, just wanted to say hi. You know, huge UCLA fan. And went up and just talked to him. Had my own had... office at ESPN LA. They yeah, call I me did, corporate I did, Greg. I did drop the ESPN LA. I'm like, hey, Greg Bergman, ESPN LA. Um, but it was just not, I, because I have a connection to him and the team, I want to talk to him. So if he was sitting on the plane with me, I would also talk yeah. to him there. All right, Taylor? Cap. Um, I don't. No way. Yeah, I don't really. You seem like the talkative type for everybody. I'm. Doesn't matter who it is. We get a quick I, selfie. I, I, sat, <laughs> I, sat, I sat next to Rasheed Wallace. Actually, no. A, yeah, I'd say something to Rasheed. Yeah. I mean, he gets in the stands. Ball don't lie. <laughs> hey, I just you were awesome. You were, you were you were fun to watch, man. I think the refs were really screwing you. His, you got a bad reputation. I'm on your side. Go those Rasheed. Thirty-five texts were not. Yeah, he on had you. his headphones on, BS. and so did I. So I know we just zoned out to the music the whole yeah. time. He just takes his headphones. He's like. Rashid, <laughs> <laughs> just pulls it off. It's Rashid, right? <laughs> All right. So one last one for you guys. So there's a survey uh, last summer that found that 20 percent of people get into fights with their family while playing Monopoly. They actually <laughs> the evils that fight. number is, oh, is much higher. Actually, we don't this play Monopoly. <laughs> I do not play board it's games. Banned. I really like don't the play royal family. Uh, so you have fought seriously over a board game, Taylor Fetchcap. Let me think. Uh, no, I haven't. But I remember every time I used to play Monopoly with my, my grandpa would try to get me to play, but he would have to read the instructions, so we wouldn't even get started. He would just read every rule and explain it precisely before we even got started. By the time he was done with that, I was falling asleep. So. Yeah, no thanks, Trev. I I'm sure I have as a kid, but I don't think I have. As, I haven't played a ton of board games as a as an adult, but. No, it's kind of chill, but I remember when I would play games with my brother when we were like where there was battle chip or whatever. Not so, but I would cheat like crazy to try to win. Like I was, I was that guy. I'd, I'd move that little submarine all over the board until there was no other place to put it. So yeah, I don't not arguments, but I would cheat. Mm-hmm. All right, Berg. Uh, it's fact. I absolutely have gotten into plenty of fights on board games. Very competitive. It actually surprising. Just happened. Really? Yeah. Exactly. Um, about. Th- 
three or four months ago, a friend of mine and I and a couple other people were playing Monopoly Deal, and we had a, a misunderstanding of how the rules went, <laughs> and it became almost a knockdown, dragout situation. <laughs> a like misunderstanding. We were, we were yes. yelling at each other of like, no, this is how the rules work, getting yep. out rule books, looking it up online. It was just... Full arguments, and we're great right afterwards, but yeah, no. These are, it's serious. You don't want to lose. Okay, it's fact, and it's specific to Monopoly. I had a couple of buddies of mine, and it's similar, not too different. I don't know the rules. There's so many, everybody plays with different rules with Monopoly. That's, yeah. that's very Free true. Free parking, so, does get money, does not get money. But there's like, there's so many, so. there's so <laughs> many details that you can bend. And I got one buddy that doesn't stop running his mouth. And the other guy... And he goes after one of, one of my other friends, which is actually kind of comedy because he doesn't talk that much trash. And you just kind of play in a game, and this has happened all the time, Monopoly. It's because you can basically say, all right, I'm out, or you're making a trade at the end because you're going to lose because you just want your other friend to lose. Like there's, <laughs> there's so many ways to bend the rules. This is fact and definitely for Monopoly. Money on free parking or no, Slee? Yes, but not 500. Put, <laughs> oh, we got a different amount. Put 250 on there. <laughs> It just makes it too lopsided. It was, it was always two hundred, and then you put other money in there. All the penalties, all the from penelties the community go in there. Actually, no, two hundred is the right number. Yeah, two hundred right penalties then, from the community chest go in there. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. Yeah, five hundred is where we would start. Two, I could live with two fifty, but I, people I, are making trades at the end because they know they're going to lose. I'm like, then, what, then what the are game we will never here? end. What are we doing? If, if, if you can't borrow from the bank, you can't trade properties. You, you can't that the it's game will never game. end. Right? You can you can mortgage your property and get that value on the back of the card. You can do that because that's like your last chance. Boardwalk, I paid four hundred. I'm going to sell it for two hundred. This sucks, but that's your last chance. After that, game over. Yeah, that's mortgage. That's absolutely right. Chris Taylor, I know we're talking a lot of Lakers today. I got to get this off my chest, or my head's going to explode. We got we got to do something there. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. I'd ask the pilot to just keep flying around if Fernando was on the plane next to me. I know we're only flying to Phoenix, but can you just keep it going to New York City? I got I got a lot of questions about 1981 that I need to get answered. What if you just What if you just didn't say anything to him, but you just started playing the Fernando documentary? (laughs) (laughs) You don't even make eye contact with him, (laughs) and the volume is all the way up. That would be incredible. I would like to. T- I hope I get the opportunity to do that at some point. But you that- kind of nudge him. You should watch this. This is really good. <laughs> That's somebody I would like to meet at some point in my life. I've never had the pleasure. I've never had the pleasure. I would very much like to do that. What is the best thing that a stadium could sell for one dollar? And you don't think is a bad idea? Popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. Popcorn. What do you think, Al? Well, you like hot dog. So. Well, the best thing. I mean, the best thing is a beer. Right, you yeah, want a to get beer for a dollar. Yeah, but that's the, the most practical. Value. But then you have to. Yeah, the most yours practical. is the best value. But if let me ask you this: if you were asking one of the uh, event staff or the yeah, LAPD, they would not answer beer. Um, peanuts for me. I love me some peanuts. I, I do game. too. But they, a, a full bag of peanuts. If I threw it as hard as I could at you, I could do some damage. <laughs> if I throw Let's a bag try. of popcorn at you, it's not really going to hurt. <laughs> Listen, then basically we're not selling anything at the game. No, popcorn's just going to go. <laughs> yeah, I can't hurt you with popcorn. And you don't even like it, Trev, so yeah, you yeah, don't even no, get any of it. People are already <laughs> taking individual peanuts and throwing it at the That's what I mean. Imagine team. a whole bag. That could do some that could do some damage. I'm not throwing a whole bag. Pop- popcorn? We're not talking about you. We're talking about maniacs who like to throw things at other people. Yeah, but like as you always say, I'm tailoring it back to me. <laughs> Good point. One peanut at a Good time. Point. <laughs>
Yeah, you just you're on the top deck, just lobbing what the unshelled, right? You're taking the little paper off the peanuts and flicking that off. I hate that stuff, by the way. I love peanuts as much as you do, but I'm okay with the shell because that's where the salt is, all yeah. that good stuff. But when you open it up and they got that paper on the, oh, I'm peanut, fine with the paper. Oh, you gotta no take it off, or you gotta it sticks in your teeth. Can you do me a favor? Can you put your paper <laughs> to the side? Peanut paper for you. All right, so I'm just eating paper. Lakers last night uh, had most of my attention, but I was flipping back and forth and watching Dodgers. Dustin May got off to a little bit of a rough start. He walked some guys. Good after the first. Yeah, Yeah, he was fine. He was fine. He just can't walk guys in the first inning. But anyway, that's that's not the point from last night. They lose the game five to nothing. Kind of spinning their wheels through the first few series of the year. Whatever. It doesn't really matter yet. They have a problem. And I, it's not just because it's a slow start. It's a slow start after a miserable spring, after a miserable season. Mm-hmm. This is Cody Bellinger 2.0, only this guy's never has never been an MVP. Chris Taylor had a three-strikeout night last night. The one threat that the Dodgers had, they had the bases loaded with nobody out. Taylor comes up, and he has a terrible at-bat. Yep. He strikes out on four pitches. Yep. Um, he's batting 0.97 this year. Okay, it's still early, but that's bad. Okay, his on base per or excuse me, no, 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 I almost said that wrong. His OPS on base plus slugging is four thirty seven. Okay, something around eight hundred is average. He's at four thirty seven. His on base percentage is one forty seven. He gets on base fourteen percent of the time. He goes to that bat. He's slugging two ninety, which means he's not slugging at all. He has fourteen strikeouts and thirty one at bats. He's only walked twice. He struck out twenty five times in sixty eight at bats last season alone. If you're going to strike out the way that he does, and by the way, he's led the league in strikeouts. You got to hit thirty five forty home runs. If you're going to swing out of your, you know what, you need to be. Shohei Otani or Mike Trout or Aaron Judge or Stanton or Kyle Schwarber or one of these guys who's just letting it hang out. Chris Taylor's not that guy. You cannot continue to put him in the lineup if he's going to perform offensively like this because Miguel Rojas isn't going to get a ton of hits, but he's not going to strike out like this. He's not going to give you these bad of an at-bat over and over and over again. I know that Doc is loyal to his guys. I know that he's been a really good Dodger. But this is not a bad start. This is a bad start after a bad spring, after a bad season. they got to really figure out what they're going to do with him, and I'm not so sure it isn't just not play him very much moving forward. All right, here's the quote. Dave Roberts, okay, yesterday. He's going to get going offensively. Hits have been hard to come by for him, even when he's squaring the baseball up. But I'm going to keep running him out there when I get a chance. I guess the question is this. The last part is when what I get I a chance. Yeah. Here's the question. The question is... Just like we talk about, you just described the Dodgers. Hey, they're kind of, you know, they're, they are what they are, but it's still early in the season. So just like it is, whether a team gets off to a hot start or they get off to a slow start, it's still too early to say, hey, that's who they are. Um, Chris Taylor, what stood out yesterday, like you mentioned, it's the strikeouts with the runners on too, right? It's not doing anything when there's scoring opportunities and somebody's in position to just get a run across the plate with less than two outs. Um when do you say he's on a four-year $60 million, I think, is his contract? And by the way, I don't know if that means he gets more rope because he's on a four-year $60 million contract where there's a little bit of pressure of, hey, make this work. At what point, and is it just, okay, hey, we play him through the end of April, and if he's still like this, 
Now we start making some changes. Or is it, you know what, he doesn't get a start every single night, and we're just going to kind of pick and choose when we want to use him. When does that start? And I don't have that answer, but those numbers you're showing off, if we keep going towards the Muncie and Chris Taylor were two names mentioned coming into the season. Um, Muncie has had some good games, but he's also been below 200. And Chris Taylor has been well below 200. He's below 100. Right. He's got two more years guaranteed. He's got 24 and 25 guaranteed, and then a club option after that in 26. Um, This is the best way I know how to say about how it's changed for him. Going back to when the Dodgers really started to become a, a, a perennial contender, going back to like 2016, 2017, 2017 in particular, when Chris Taylor came up to bat, I'm like, all right, we got we got a we got a chance here. Something good could happen here. Grinder too, right? Good at bats mm-hmm. and grinding, and just you felt like something good was going. And that lasted two, three, four years. Last year, it's like, oh boy, God, Taylor. Oh, all right, let's see what happens. Now it's, oh man, Taylor, really. It, it it really has been a long time since it felt like he was giving you that quality at bat that we're talking about. I hear what Dave Roberts is saying that oh we're going to get him in there when we give him the chance. What I'm not hearing is we're going to ride him. That's that's not what I'm hearing. He's not going anywhere. You're not going to send him to the minor leagues. You might trade him. I don't think it, there's a ton of trade value there right now. But he's their fifth infielder, right? He can play second, short, and third. He's the next guy. After Vargas, after Rojas, after Muncie, he can play all over. So he's not going anywhere. But I don't know how often you can give him four or five at bats when he's batting a, a buck hmm. and, and and striking out. They're not even balls in play. They're just flat out wasted at bats. And last night was three more. There's nothing he's saying too that is giving you confidence that he has confidence. Yeah, no, it's it's too bad because he's been really good for them for a while. But the last two years have been rough. The Lakers survive and i think we'll just kind of put it at that and what happens after that and what happened last night's coming up next it's travis lee survival on 710 espn